Welcome back to Brojo Online. Today we're going to talk about lying to children. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. It's a touchy topic. I know this because I've posted about such things on social media and had a polarized response. Parents themselves are very sensitive about this topic and society in general has very strong views. Everybody's got a very strong view about honesty with children. Ranging completely from we can't tell them anything to we should tell them everything and of course everything in between. But most people stray down towards the dishonesty end in my experience. So most people believe it is okay to lie to children in certain circumstances, perhaps even as much as you want. I've recently become a father myself. My daughter is just over 18 months old. And, you know, I was faced with this dilemma even when my wife was pregnant. Like, am I going to be able to uphold this religious commitment I have to honesty as a father? Because while I've gotten to a place where I can be totally honest with adults, all adults, I'm willing to lose anybody really, at this point. Would I be able to do it when my own child might be very much emotionally disturbed by my honesty, might be hurt by it? Will I be able to do it in the face of judgment from other adults? You know, if they observe me doing it and have lots to say, am I going to be able to hold strong in the face of that? I had a lot of thought about this. So far, I am still committed to it, and I'm going to talk about why. And I'm going to be quite challenging in this podcast as to all the parents out there who do think it's okay to lie to their children for various reasons. I'm going to pull apart some of the common lies and some of the reasons behind it. And I'm going to challenge you to debunk my hypothesis that we should be honest with children all the time. I want to start with a little story. Uh, One of my wife's friends... They were out yesterday, I think, together. So the wife and the kids and everybody's got their kids there and so on. Long story short, my wife's friend told her little toddler that he could not have any ice cream because they had run out of, I think he wanted caramel flavor. He said, no, they don't have any left um, because she wanted him to eat, I don't know, healthy sorbet or something. I don't know the full story. Anyway. Almost minute, uh, you know, within a minute of her saying this little lie, you know, they hadn't run out. She just didn't want the kid to complain about not getting caramel ice cream or whatever she was trying to accomplish. Somebody walks past, I think, uh, some sort of shopkeeper actually offering the caramel ice cream. Like, would you guys like to buy some of this? I don't know exactly how that plays out. I, I didn't see it. Sounds weird that someone's offering ice cream, but basically. The, the point is that the child saw clearly that there's caramel ice cream available in abundance. And even though he's a very young toddler, still kind of non-verbal, he can ask for stuff but not very well. You know, my wife described the child just having this moment of realizing he's been lied to. He's kind of pointing at the ice cream and then pointing at mother like, uh, 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 this confused kind of frustrated noise he's making like, uh. You can basically almost hear him saying, like, hey, you said they didn't have any, and they do have any. What the fuck, right? 
And what he's doing, even though he's unsophisticated and his brain's not fully developed, you know, the child's clearly seeing shit. She knew there was caramel ice cream. But she told me there wasn't. What just happened here? What did she just do? For all we know, that could be his very first experience of awareness of being lied to. And not just being lied to, being lied to by his own mother. Now that story is very representative of the kind of lies that parents commonly tell their kids, right? These little done-for-convenience, avoid-the-hassle lies that almost any parent will justify to you and say, look, it's just got to be done, they're hassling me all day, you'll see when you become a parent, you blah, 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 right? They, they always have a big story as to why it's okay to lie, which in itself is a red flag. If you have to explain yourself that much, to justify your behavior, there's a really good chance you've breached your own value code, right? Generally, when you live by your own principles, you don't explain shit. You're just like, it is what it is. It's the right thing to do. But when you have to go, well, I had to do it because of reason A and reason B and this form of logic and blah, 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 and, you know, what aboutism and so on, you have to do this big fucking ramble to get yourself off the hook, then you know you fucked up deep down. So... What we're going to explore today was essentially that story can be kind of like a, a reference point. Was it okay for her to do that? So let's define terms here. What I'm asking is, is it okay to lie to a child? Now the two terms we need to define is okay and lying, right? When I say, is it okay? What I mean is, does it improve their long-term quality of life? And if it's not okay, it would somehow harm their long-term quality of life. Okay, so for something to be okay, it has to improve their long-term quality of life, or at the very least, not harm their long-term quality of life. Okay, at the very least, it must have no impact for it to be okay. But preferably, we're looking for something that actually, like, the result of it is their life is better in the longer run. Okay, so when I say it's okay to lie, you're saying the lie improves their life. Not yours, theirs, okay? We say it's okay to lie to children. We're not saying it's okay for you, even though that itself could be a whole podcast challenging the effect it has on you. In fact, maybe I'll touch on that a little bit in this podcast, but what we're really looking at is the impact on the child because when someone says it's okay to lie to a child, in various words, they justify a lie. What they're saying is that the child benefits from this somehow, that this is good for them. Like, it's some noble thing you're doing. Like, I'm not doing this for me, my convenience. I'm doing it to help my poor little child, right? So okay means that they, their life is improved, not just in the short term, they're not just made happy now for some big cost later, but longer term, they're going to be a stronger, more confident, more successful, more healthy, whatever measure of quality you want, they're going to have more of it, at least a little bit. And lying, lying is to be deliberately untruthful, okay, is to know, or at least think you know what the truth is in your head, and to say something else, and to advocate for an idea that is different to that, all right? To say something you don't believe yourself, essentially. It's not the same as mistakenly being untruthful. So being wrong, but thinking you're right, is actually a form of honesty. If you think this is real and you say it, like if I believe the earth is flat and I say the earth is flat, I'm wrong, but I'm being honest, because I do believe that the earth is flat, right? I mean, I don't personally. That was just an example. 
But lying is like, I know that the earth is round, but then I'll tell someone it's flat. So it's this deliberate adjustment of information you have in your head to portray a false image by your own belief system. Now, honesty is not the same as being truthful. Okay, so being truthful would be defined as giving any and all information. So if you ask me for my credit card details, being truthful would be giving you my credit card details. Or I'll give you the exact information you've asked for. That's truthfulness. Being honest would be saying, I don't trust you with my credit card details. Because right? that's how I feel about the question. That's how I feel about the information you're trying to give me. So honesty is much more about what you feel is most true for you than it is about facts and figures. All right. So I could be honest by saying, I don't want to give you that information. That's actually honesty, whereas truthfulness is just giving you the information. So know the difference, because some people get really fucked up about this. Honesty is saying what you believe is most true for you. It's not saying the actual data, necessarily. Though quite often there's an overlap. Sometimes what you feel is most true is also the most objectively true in terms of data. So they come out as the same thing. Uh, if the person who's selling me something asks for my credit card details, I'll just give them my credit card details, right? Because it lines up. And lying is not the same as fiction, okay? If you think of a magician and he does the sleight of hand thing, you're like, oh my God, the card's disappeared. The whole setup of the show and magic in general is you know that it's an illusion. It's a fiction that the card magically disappeared. You know some trick was pulled on you, but you're okay with that. Whereas if it, you, know, you go back a few hundred years, the guy pulls the same trick and pretends to be God, that's lying. Right? And the guy says, look, it's just an illusion, I'm a magician. That's not lying, that's fiction. When we watch a movie, when we watch Lord of the Rings, we're not like, fuck this Hobbit's documentary's off the hook. Right? We know it's not real. That's fiction. So it's not a lie, it's fiction. It's imagination. You know, when we're playing with our child and we're drinking imaginary tea from the imaginary teacups, we're not like, fuck, this is real tea. What, don't you see it? Right? We all know there's no tea there. The kid knows that too. We're playing. It's different. But there's, there's a blurry line, perhaps, between fiction and lying. We'll talk about this. I think I've got Santa Claus as an example coming up. And this is a line many parents find difficult to walk, which is where playful fiction is actually served as the truth. And I'm going to explain later that that does not need to happen. You can have fiction without lying. So hopefully that's enough to get the terms out of the way. What kind of lies do parents tell their kids? Have a think about it. if you're a parent, or of course you've had a parent, or a caregiver of some kind, what does lying from the adult to the child look like? What lies did you receive as a child? What lies were you told? Uh, or were sort of implied? And if you're an adult now, and especially if you're a parent now, what lies do you tell? What things do you say to children that are not totally true and you know it? More importantly, when do you deliberately deceive them into believing something you know is not true? When do you tell them, you know, they've run out of ice cream and you know they haven't run out of ice cream? What kind of lies do you tell? There's some classic ones I've just listed here. There's, as I mentioned before, like the fiction lies, Santa Claus, some religious stories perhaps. Things that you as an adult know aren't true, but in the kind of stumble of trying to have fun with a fiction, 
you actually cross the line into lying. You let the kid believe that Santa is real rather than having Santa as like a game you play at Christmas time. Right. You think of the difference between giving them a gift like, who's this? It's from Santa. Who, who put this here? Did he come down the chimney? And letting the kid actually think that happened. That's lying. But when you actually get the kid like, okay, well, this one to mummy, let's write from Santa on it. Okay. That one could be a Santa one. And you can play the Santa game. You know, is that everyone's playing Santa. Santa more represents like you don't know who the gift came from. That's the fun of the game. You can do that. Just like they know, you know, if they watch Frozen, they know that Ella or whatever stupid singing chick is. You know, they know that she's not a real person, but they love her just the same. Right? Kids are able to simultaneously hold fiction and honesty. Right? They know. They can play. That's why they can play make-believe. That's why they make their dolls talk to each other. They're not like, holy shit, my doll's alive. Fucking call the NASA. You know, they're not like that. They're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And then when they finish playing, they're like, they chuck it away. They obviously don't think it's a baby. Right? So kids can play with fiction, but often adults struggle to play with fiction. They turn fiction into lies. They, like, sell it. Rather than, you know, if the kid asks some difficult questions, going, yeah, of course it's bullshit. We're just having fun. Chill. You know. Um... As I mentioned in the story example, the idea that things are unavailable or can't be done, this a lie to kind of get out of providing something or to avoid, usually to avoid a tantrum kind of thing, isn't it? So the kid asks for something and you say, no, I can't give you that. That thing is not available. We can't do it now. Where that's not the truth and you know it, it could be done. you just rather not. So rather than saying this is my preference to say no to you, you're actually saying, hey, it's out of my hands, it's out of my control, nothing I can do, leave me the fuck alone, right? So there's a kind of lie where you're basically portraying a powerlessness, you're saying, I don't have the power to do anything in this situation, when actually you do. So there's that kind of lie. That's a very, very, very common one. And, you know, it's a forgivable one. We'll talk, we'll talk about trying to be realistic here, but I don't think it needs to be done. Um, there's a similar lie where you say things are bad, and this is a much more dangerous lie. You say things are bad or harmful or wrong when actually what you mean is they're just inconvenient. For example, playing on a playground, you might say, no, you can't go up there. You'll fall off and break your neck. So no, actually, if they fell at worst, they'd land on the padding stuff and it would just hurt a bit. But you can't be bothered sticking around, like watching them while they climb up the big scary thing. That's what you really mean. Or you're the one who's afraid of heights. And you're just projecting that onto them, but not actually that they should be afraid of heights. That they can't handle it just because you can't handle it. So it's the idea you, you sell something as harmful when actually it's just inconvenient to you. Or you believe it's harmful maybe, but you can also understand that, hey, other kids are doing it just fine. Like maybe I'm the one who's fucked up here. And this one is, again, it happens a lot. I see especially the more anxious helicopter type parents do this one. And you paint a world for the child that lots of things are very harmful and bad and wrong. You paint a lot of guilt and shame about wanting things. You paint a lot of confusion about why can that kid do it and I can't. Well, that kid's parents doesn't care about them, blah, blah, you know. And in reality, you just can't be bothered. That's the sad truth of it is most of the time you just can't be bothered. Now, you might be very tired, of course, and so on. We'll talk about that. But you're not, you're not being honest. This thing is not harmful. But the kid now believes it's harmful. And I'll let that sort of plant a seed in your head, like what's that going to do to them in the long term when they believe unharmful things are harmful, when they're afraid of things that aren't dangerous.
parents disguising feelings. You know, there's this kind of mythology in parenting advice where you can't let your kids see that you're struggling. Don't let them see that you're stressed or anxious or depressed or angry. Uh, don't let them, or the opposite, you know, don't let them see that you're proud of them. Don't be very happy for their successes. You know, don't spoil them. Don't coddle them, right? Make them fucking earn it. Right, this this thing where you, you show a different emotion on your face than you're feeling on the inside. That's definitely a form of lying, right? You might not be saying, I feel, so on, but you're definitely controlling your body language, and body language is language, so you are speaking, just not with words. Um, promises. Maybe this is the number one. The amount of times parents, out of desperation to get their kid to shut the fuck up, just promise something, don't they? We'll do it later. You know, that kind of promise, like, hey, if you're good, this will happen. This kind of thing, they're like, there are rewards coming, so relax right now, please. But knowing that you really have no control over the future, it's amazing how often promises are broken by parents because they promise something that they really can't. You know, we'll go see grandma later. Oh, turns out grandma's out of town. You know, they make promises that they can't deliver on. It only takes a few of those, right, to officially be in the land of broken promises. And if you've been a child yourself, ask yourself, how did you feel when your parents broke promises? Did it matter what the promise was about? Does it matter if it's big or small? Or does it just matter that it was broken? And the last little one I've got on my, in my notes here is justification for arbitrary rules. A lot of the rules that parents apply to their kids, the parents themselves don't even know why they do it. It's just culture. They were raised with these rules themselves. Other parents told them about it. Their anxiety just provokes them into creating a rule. And if you actually ask them, like, what's the justification for that rule? Why is that thing not allowed? They would struggle to define it. You know, a classic one is uh, you can't go swimming within 30 minutes of eating, right? Who made that up? There's no reason for that rule to exist. You can be in the water eating. It's fine. At worst, you might get, I don't know, a few bubbles in the stomach. You cramp up and drown. That's not going to happen. It's not. Why do you have that rule? You know, the rule is, oh, you can't, can't read books after you go to bed. Why not? Do you know why? Do you have a good, like, biological reason as to how reading after they go to bed harms them in some way? Or do you just think that should be a rule? Right? But when you're challenged, and the kid goes, what's up with this rule? In some way, shape, or form, you've got to come up with a good story, don't you? You'll cramp up and drown. Your eyes will get sore. You know, that kind of thing. So you come up with these lies to justify rules that you don't even have a good like justification for. I mean, put it this way. If you have to lie to justify a rule, then you don't know why you have the rule. Otherwise, you just tell the truth. Right? Now, there's many more types of lies, probably. I put these notes together pretty quickly, but I'm sure at this point, I've either touched at least one lie that you've had as a child or one lie that you've delivered as an adult or more. And partly this is this podcast is just to call these things lying. You might not have called them lying in your head. You might have called it sort of a parenting strategy, you know, or safety technique or something. Or just not called it anything in your head, just kind of skittered away from it, avoided acknowledging what it is. But let's call it what it is. It's you fucking lying to your kids. That's what it is.
So at least call it that. If nothing else, if you if you receive nothing else from this podcast, if you disagree with everything else I say, fine. But do not call being dishonest to your kids anything other than lying. That's what it is. It's what you'd call it if someone did it to you, right? It's what you'd call it if the context was different and you were the victim of it. So that's what it is. You're a liar. You're a lying parent. So, why? Is there a good reason? Let's find out. Why do parents lie to their kids? There's lots of reasons. And of course, for each parent, there's a different set of motivations, you know, different drivers. Some do so out of a sense of anxiety, safety. Others do so because it's just what they've been taught to do. Others do so as a kind of malicious form of control. Others do so just sort of unconscious laziness. So what, but let's have a look at some of those reasons. I think one of the main ones is actually just social conditioning. What you'll find is the type of lying and the intensity of lying that you see with parents and their children matches those around them and matches the country they're in or the culture that they're in. You know, you'll find in some cultures, say African tribal cultures especially, that there's very little lying. Kids are just given the cold hard truth right from the beginning because, you know, they're going to die if they live in a fucking fantasy world, right? They got lions to deal with and shit. Like they can't be like, oh, that's a nice big cat there. He loves you. It's like, no, that thing will rip you to fuck to pieces, dude. Do not play with that cat, right? They have to be really straight up, uh, or they've elected to be very straight up. You got ancient cultures that are well documented as being very honest. You know, the Stoics and the Spartans, where they're like, no, no, you got to be hard. You got to face the world on the world's terms. We're not, we're not raising little pussy ass bitches here, right? And so they, they've been very honest as a culture. And then you get cultures like, I don't know, all of Western society, right? The UK, Sweden, the United States, New Zealand, Australia. You have so many cultures where it's expected to lie. And in fact, there are generational lies, like the Santa Claus fiction being turned into a lie. Religious fictions being turned into a lie. There's these like lies that were passed on. I live in the Czech Republic, and there's so many traditions. It's a very, very traditional culture. You know, some of it's Catholic, some of it's just shit they made up. And every single parent, pretty much, sells the same lies that they got as a kid to their parents. There's this one where there's this weird festival where this thing dresses up as a demon and goes around scaring the shit out of kids. You know, you get your best friend to do it or whatever, your uncle, and, you know, promises to fucking take them away and kill them if they... They're bad this year. And then if they're good, they get lollies. It's very similar to the Santa Claus lie. They don't have Santa here in check. They've got baby Jesus instead. But they got this thing. Oh, he's called like Matushka or something. And he like, he'll punish bad kids. And then like an angel fairy comes and gives lollies to the good kids. And, you know, these kids, like they're shaking with fear. They're terrified. And it's not, no joke. They think there's a real fucking monster in the house. The costumes are pretty convincing. And it's supposed to, you know, scare them straight. And the adults are all laughing about it. And I'm watching it in horror. I'm like, you are fucking traumatizing these kids with this bullshit. What the fuck? And it happened to them and then they pass it on and they think it's okay. You know? um, there's lots of little lies that we pass on as part of our social conditioning. And then there's just the general social conditioning, say politeness, professionalism, all the types of lies that we're 
told we must do to create social harmony, uh, most people bring those home with them, don't they? They teach their kids to be polite, you know, say sorry, even though you're not. What is that but lying, right? You know, ask for something when you say, you know, say please and thank you. Say thank you even if you're not grateful, right? Say please even if you believe you're entitled to it, right? We, we get told lots of lies that are just part of the social culture around us. And if you go to another country, like, you know, the Zulu warriors, for example, they don't even have the word for sorry. You know, they don't even have a word for thank you. They don't bother with shit like that. There's no politeness. You just say what it is, right? I really like that culture, by the way. Uh, so you've got that kind of social conditioning. Uh, why else? You've got the problem of instant gratification, which I think is probably the number one driver because it's the number one driver of most behavior, which is it's just easier right now to lie. At least you believe so, right? There's an instant win if you lie right now. You get an instant relief from suffering or uh, pleasure, don't you? You go and make the kid happy or you can stop them from whining with the lie. And so I think the problem of instant gratification is the number one cause of lying. The flip side of that is the drive towards instant gratification is the drive away from hassle, right? Emotional hassle, effort. So really the number one reason that parents lie, and if they're just honest with themselves, they would see this. It's not for the kid's benefit. It's for their own instant gratification, just to relieve hassle or avoid hassle. They're just trying to save time and save effort. Now, they're making a big mistake because it's going to cost them way more time and effort in the future. You know, they're... It's a very bad investment, instant gratification. Um, but that's, I think, the real reason that most parents lie most of the time. And it's these kind of lies, the instant gratification lies, are also the ones they're most likely to justify as being some sort of noble thing that helps the child. Like, the more it is about you, the more you're trying to make it about the child. You know, Though I have to you know, recognize there are some parents out there who, while they lie to their kids, they at least don't lie to themselves and others about why they're doing it. You know, they don't pretend it's for the child. They're like, I need this, you know, fucking just trying to get a break from this crazy little kid, you know. So at least those ones who are honest with themselves are halfway towards fucking enlightenment. You know, at least they're not lying to themselves and then they've got a chance to figure out a way to be honest with their kids and prevent the destruction that comes from being dishonest. Uh, unconscious lying has got to be a big reason. I think a lot of people lie in this kind of barely aware way you know, patterns of lying. People who tend to guilt trip to get what they want, for example, they just have a way that just pops out. And if they stop to think about it, they go, oh, that's not true. But they don't stop to think about it. It just pops out. They even sort of, you know, I, I got this working with criminal offenders. They'll convince themselves of the lie before they tell it to others. Or as they tell it to others, they kind of accept it as true themselves. So if we go back to the story at the beginning, you know, say the out of caramel ice cream, you know, there's some parents who actually think that's kind of true. You know, they don't really stop and think much about it, but they'll say it and they'll have a sense that they're telling the truth, right? Because uh, they're just unconscious of the lie. It's a vague thing. It's hard to define, but you know when you're doing it, when afterwards you're like, huh, that was bullshit. But it didn't feel like you were talking shit at the time, did it? And as I mentioned before, there's the parents who confuse fiction with lying. They want to have fun. They want to create, you know, an imaginary world with their child. They want their child to have a good imagination and to play. But they can't seem to figure out how to do that without lying. 
They don't seem to figure out how to, how do you do things that are pretend, which is different to lying. You know, in, in the child world, you know, pretending is like we know we're lying for fun, magic, storytelling, fictional. You know, characters, imaginary friends. You know, this is pretending. You know, I'm this princess and you're the Superman or whatever. That's pretending. Right, but some parents really struggle to do that without going, oh, there's literally, there's fairies living at the bottom of the garden. Look, see, look. Oh, yeah, you missed it. Right. And that's, it feels like playing, but they don't realize, hey, the kid actually thinks there's fucking fairies. This kid's living in an absolute fiction right now. Like, this kid is living in an illusion that I just created. They're not part of the illusion. They're actually sucked into it. I just conned them. Right? They're not creating with me. You know, they're stuck in my creation. That's a big difference, and, and it's one way to think about the difference between creating fiction with your child and tricking your child into believing a fiction. That's not creating with, all right? That's imposing on. So it's a difference. Um, I think a big one, at least, that parents tell themselves is that they're trying to protect their child rather than prepare their child. This is, you know, helicopter parenting is the new trend, isn't it? From what I can tell over the last couple of decades, helicopter parenting's really taken off. It's a kind of combination of increased anxiety and in people in general, plus parents just sort of having more time to be available and having kids later and being better prepared and set up so that they can spend more time with their kids uh, actually leads to them not having a sort of healthy amount of neglect for their child you know they're there all the time doing everything for them keeping them safe at all costs and they'll often use lying as one of the safety strategies you know often to keep the child from doing something harmful you, know, you can't go into that drawer because the sharp things in there will cut you to pieces right or you can't climb up there because it's got poison in it you know whatever these lies we tell to stop them from doing dangerous things rather than like you know, go slowly as you climb up there because those berries up there are poisonous. So just climb around them, which is preparing the kid rather than protecting them, right? So there's a big difference between preparing and protecting and lying is often done to protect rather than prepare. Truth is used to prepare, right? And I think uh, one of the reasons it's just got to be acknowledged here is parents themselves can't handle the truth. They find the truth painful, scary, offensive, and they project onto the child that same fragility. So look at the child and think, if that's how I feel about the truth, they're going to be, the poor little thing, she's going to be even hurt more. Without realizing, if you stop and listen to kids, especially if you listen, talk to each other, like, fuck, they're better at handling the truth than we are, right? They're right there. They're autistic as fuck when they're little, you know what I mean? Like, they just go straight for the fucking target. They're quite happy. They'll, they'll call you fat if you're getting gaining weight, you know what I mean? And... They'll point to their own fat if they're gaining weight. Like they they have no fear of the truth until we teach them. But we project the fear that we've learned onto them, which is, of course, what ends up giving them the fear. And then the next batch comes through and round and round we go. Right? But we've got to stop thinking that it's because we're fragile for something that the child must be as too. Children are so much tougher than we give them credit for. They're tougher than us. They're tougher physically. You know, just watch how much they fall over, smash themselves around, and how much of a song and dance you'd make if that was you, right? So they're tougher physically. They might look smaller and clumsy, but they're tougher. They can handle way more pain than adults can. And they're tougher mentally and socially, right? 
anything you see them suffering for, from, you know, an adult in the same position, an average adult, would be much more devastated by it, right? So even if the kid is in pain, it's nothing compared to what the average fragile adult of the modern society would be like. But we think that they're even weaker than us because they're smaller and more dependent. It's an illusion. So quite often we go, okay, well, I can't handle the truth, so I better even double down for them because they're going to be even worse rather than actually they're tougher than me. So we have lots of reasons. Some of them appear to be noble. Others are just straight up bullshit. We have lots of reason for lying to kids. But you know what reason we don't have? Making their life better in the long term. It's very hard, and I want you to stop and think right now. Try to come up in, in, in your head. One lie you could tell a child that better prepares them to be a confident, healthy adult than the truth would, or should I say than honesty would, right? Let's say you don't want to tell them the graphic details of how sex is done. Fair enough, right? There is age-appropriate levels of detail, for sure. But you don't have to tell them a story about a bird bringing the baby in, right? You can tell them an age-appropriate version of the truth. If you think of honesty being as like a spectrum, you can at least be on the spectrum. You know, the higher up the spectrum you go, the sort of more honest you get, you get more details, you get more graphic, you get more brutal and harsh. But down the lower end of people sort of just being introduced to the truth, you can still be honest. Just it's more vague, uh, less detailed, less brutal, more kind of generalized, but still true. You know, I think of like, what am I going to do if, if Chloe asks where babies come from? I'm going to be like, from mummy's tummies. Right? The baby grows inside the tummy. Right? Well, how does it get there? And I'll tell them, well, you know, when a mummy and a daddy get together, they can make a baby together. How do they do that? Well, you'll find out later. You can always give them information without giving them all the information. But at no point do you have to actually lie. Do you have to actually deceive? Well, we believe that we should. But like I said, try and think of a lie that isn't better than some form of honesty for their long-term confidence and health. Because I'll tell you what, there's a little uh, kind of analogy, or uh, I don't know what you call it, a reference point that you can use. Being the last kid in school to find out, right? Now, it's hard for us adults to remember being in school. You know, most of us block it out because it's so fucking awful and traumatic. But there's a certain thing where there's information flying around the kids, right? The kids are developing as they get older and they're learning about truths and they share these truths with each other. And certain kids find out the truth first and certain kids find it out last. And almost without exception, the kid who finds it out last is the loser. The kid who finds it out first is the hero, right? I remember when uh, one of the kids at school knew what the term wanking, which is masturbation, if you're not from New Zealand, uh, knew what the term wanking meant and wouldn't tell any of the rest of us, just, you know, lauded it over us. He's like, are you a wanker? Say yes or no. And you're like, fuck, I don't know which one to choose. You know, uh, yes, he's like, ah, I knew you were a fucking wanker. Right? We're like, oh, fuck, what's a wanker? Tell us. You know, and then, of course, the last kid to know what a wanker is, he got, that was his nickname from there on out. Nobody ever told him. 
You know what I mean? The the last kid to find out that Santa Claus isn't real is a kid that gets bullied and teased, right? The last kid to know what sex really is, the last kid to use any swear words, so on. The last kid left is ostracized and punished socially, generally speaking. At the very least, they're teased. And at the very least, they feel a sense of unfairness and injustice. How come all these other kids got to find that out? Why did I have to wait? Why wasn't I allowed to know? It's the same with doing stuff. Why do all the other kids get to watch TV and I don't? That was one of mine from my childhood. You know, they'd be talking about shows. Look, you see Transformers? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I saw Transgenders or whatever they're called. Yeah, that was a good show. Right, like I had no fucking idea what they were talking about. I felt very left out. And just mostly I just felt it was very unfair. Like, what's up with the strictness of my house? Like, why don't why don't, why don't these kids get to do whatever the fuck they want compared to me? But more importantly with the information. Information is just kids just telling each other stuff all the time. Most of it's bullshit. It's, you know, kids lie. But when somebody finds out something interesting, like every boy remembers when the first boy that they knew found out what sex was and you're gathered in a circle like tell us how it's done is it rubbing bellies together is that what it is do you kiss each other that sounds yuck right and you, you get all the details and that's like an epic lunch time when somebody drops the dime on that thing but being the last kid left being left out of that information why don't you put yourself in the emotional position of being that kid because whatever you lie to your kid about for whatever reason that's what you're setting them up to be you're delaying them finding out. Oh, they're going to find out. There's no fucking 40-year-old who still believes in Santa Claus. All right? There's no adult who thinks that the ice cream place actually runs out of caramel. They know it doesn't. Right? So at some point, whatever lies you've told them, at some point in their life, they're going to know that that was a lie. And that means two things. One is... You're putting them at risk of being the last one. So you're putting them at risk of social punishment, which as a kid and a teenager is a big fucking deal. It's Lord of the Flies shit, right? You do not want to be the bottom of the hierarchy. And being the kid who has the least amount of information is a good way to end up at the bottom of the hierarchy. But secondly, you tell them a lie, and one of the things you tell yourself is they don't know I'm lying. What you've really got to be telling yourself is they don't know I'm lying yet. But they're going to. Every single fucking lie you tell your kid, there'll be some point if they live long enough where they're going to become aware that you lied. Sometimes it's those epic ones that don't come out until you're like in your 40s or 50s. It's like, what? Dad cheated? I knew that's why he went on that holiday. Fuck, you know, and you got these big lies that were like a family secret. They still come out. They still fucking come out. I've, I've found out about all sorts of weird shit about my family in my 30s, right? They couldn't keep it hidden forever. It comes out. You have to assume whatever lie you're telling them, big or small, it will be revealed in time if enough time passes. Lies have a way of coming out, don't they? I mean, can you think of a single secret you've managed to keep all to yourself this long? Very few of you will have one. And even if you do, you'll think you'll have it as a secret, but other people do know. So let's say you're definitely going to get caught out and you're putting them at risk of social ostracism. Let's see, what's the impact of lying? Loss of trust. Trust is a very fragile thing. It takes only an incident, one incident, to destroy years of trust. 
You'll know this because you've experienced it on both ends of the fence. One time it takes to be let down before your sense of trust in that person is permanently damaged and changed forever. At the very least, you think, well, it's at least that thing I can't trust them with. And other times it's much more severe, like I can't trust them at all. I don't even know who they really are. When your kid finds out, and this is actually, you can look up the data here. There's research that verifies this. When your kid finds out that Santa Claus isn't real, the reason the Santa Claus lie is used so often is because it's often the first time that the kid goes, whoa, my parents are full of shit. It's the first time that they, because they're usually at a certain age, you know, somewhere between 5 and 10 when they find out Santa Claus isn't real. And so they're old enough and have enough sense of critical thinking to just comprehend how big that lie is. Especially when other kids make fun of them for still believing it. Right? When they get that kind of like, whoa, I was allowed to get to the point where I'm embarrassed and humiliated in my social circle. My parents let that happen. And they knew it. They knew all along. They weren't like thinking that Santa Claus is real. They knew. They knew he wasn't, and they had me believing him all the way until my fucking friends called me a fairy, you know? What the fuck? And it's maybe not in those conscious thoughts, but they just have this kind of rude awakening. Wow, my parents actually are full of shit. Now, a lot of kids have this earlier. Like that little kid I told you about in the story. He's already had it. Like, huh, she said there's no caramel, but there is caramel. What the fuck happened there? Now, he doesn't have the word lying in his little vocabulary yet, but he has a sense of it, a sense of wrongness. And that, that, that shame and guilt that comes with having been deceived successfully. Anybody who's been manipulated and conned, that guilt you get, where you're like, oh, fuck, I can't believe they got one over on me. Where you lose trust in your own ability to judge things. You lose trust in yourself. So the real trust damage isn't just the trust in your relationship with them, which is severe, even on a small lie being caught out. The trust is severe. It goes from they are always true to me to at least sometimes they aren't, and I don't know when because I didn't even know they were lying, so I can't trust anything they say now, right? But also the, the kid goes, fuck, I can't judge people accurately. I thought they were telling the truth. I was wrong. Do I know anything? Can you see how self-confidence issues start? I mean, what is a self-confidence issue? It's an inability to trust yourself. And how do you lose that ability? Why is it that little toddlers and babies trust themselves? Look how they're fucking headstrong, you know? They're crazy, aren't they? They'll go and try anything, do anything. They've got full faith in themselves. How do they lose it? Because people fucking lie to them, and then they don't trust themselves anymore. They go, oh, I can't judge people. I didn't know I was being lied to. It's different if a kid knows they're being lied to, like, oh, this guy's full of shit. That kid trusts themselves. Now, you want to set your kid up for the future. Do you want them to be good at spotting a liar or bad at it? Do you want to successfully lie to them many, many times before they catch on? Or do you want to help them understand that people lie and show them how to figure out when it's happening? What sets them up better for the future? You being a liar, are you helping them find out who's a liar? Gaslighting. That new trendy term. And this is, I think, at the heart of why I'm in business as a coach. Children being gaslighted. Children being made to believe realities that don't exist. 
being made to doubt their own reality. Children who think they're not good enough, for example. They don't get that from the truth, they get that from lies. You think, oh, I can't give my kid honest feedback because it will hurt his feelings. It's like, no, no, no. You set him up to think he's good at something, wait till he gets fucking taken out. Have you ever watched American Idol? Right, the ones that go up there and crash and burn? You know what the same story is? My family said I was great. They encouraged me to be here. Oh, your family fucking lied to you and set you up to be humiliated in front of millions of people. Was that loving? Is that good parenting, is it? Because if my parents did that to me, I'd never speak to them again. So we, we, we allow children to believe a reality that doesn't exist. Either to hold them down or to try and prop them up. And all we do is guarantee that later on they have severe insecurities. That they have no idea what's real. They don't know what's strong in themselves and what's weak. They don't know how to work with it. Because nobody gave them any fucking feedback. Right? Unpreparedness for reality. Everybody's felt that leaving high school, haven't they? You go into the adult world and you're just like, ooh, just hit by a train like, fuck, I have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. What the hell are taxes? Why's the guy on the bus yelling at me? What the fuck is going on? Right? Most of us, either going into adulthood is like a relief because our childhoods are so traumatic and you know, terrible, but... For the majority of us, going out into the adult world is just this huge slap in the face. It feels like we're starting over again. We are so fucking unprepared. You know, I mean, how many times were you conned in your early 20s? You know, you signed up to the stupid phone plan or you bought a car on a really bad, like, um, payment terms or whatever. You know, like, how many times were you just duped in your 20s before you caught on to, like, how vicious the world is? And how many people are out there to harm you and how you you know how hard it is to take care of yourself and how you got to negotiate things and what's truly an opportunity and what's really a risk and notice how you had to learn that the hard way in your 20s why the fuck didn't you learn that before you were 10 because you you could have learned that before you're 10 my fucking daughter's gonna know about that shit before she's 10. my daughter's gonna learn how the world works right and how to navigate it and how to be successful in it why did you only find out when you were 20 or 30, or maybe you still haven't found out. Maybe you're still struggling to navigate. You feel like a child amongst adults swimming in a fucking ocean that's too deep for you. If you feel like that, there's a reason. Your parents lied to you. That's why. And you weren't prepared for how the world is. Zulu warrior kids are fucking prepared. Those motherfuckers hunting their first lion before they turn 16. They're prepared, dude. They know what's going on. Right? How come... Our kids would fall apart at the thought of even going on a safari. Disconnection from parents and authority. And this is the one, like, if up until now you've been like, oh, I'm going to lie for my own selfish reasons at least. Are you willing to lose your kid for it? Just to avoid a bit of hassle? Are you willing to have a loss of your child? Do you know how many children are disconnected from their parents as they become adults? You know? How that relationship is just... They've got better relationships with their work colleagues than they do with their parents. I mean, how many people is that true for? How many people, the only reason they maintain contact with their parents is out of a guilty sense of fucked up love and obligation. And it's not because, I, hey, I really like this person. I'm really fucking, they're my go-to person. Very few people, their parents are their go-to person. But for the few who are, you know why? Because their parents are honest. I know a few people where like, 
if they've got a problem, their number one person they're going to turn to is like their mother or their father. And in most cases, that person is very honest. They have a very honest parent who probably got a lot of shit as that kid was being raised because it was like unconventional how honest they were. Like, oh, you're supposed to be their parent, not their friend, blah, blah, blah. Later on, it's like, well, now my kid is my friend. How do you like them apples? Right? We hang out together as adults. Where's your kid? They become disconnected from authority. Right? They start to go, okay, parents lie to me, teachers lie to me, politicians lie to me. All right, fuck all of yous. Right? I mean, that certainly will happen to me. And they got no chance of like really repairing that. The damage is done too badly. It's a similar thing to like, say, racism. You know, if you got beaten up by a lot of black kids when you were younger, it's very hard to get over there and go, fuck, that wasn't a race thing. It was just about where I lived. You know, the damage is so strong. It's hard to undo the hate. It was the same if you've been lied to by people of position or authority. You know, later on, it becomes very hard for you to trust an authority figure. So how are we supposed to have functioning governments if a majority of people raised to thinking, like, I can't trust any adults, fuck them. I mean, I'll vote, but they're all full of shit. I mean, most people do that, don't they? They function in society knowing that politicians are full of shit, knowing that the people who govern them are full of shit. And they've come to a place where it's like, oh, fuck it. Everyone's full of shit anyway. Instead of going, you know what, let's get some honest people in here. There are honest people. I do trust authority people who are honest. Right? People don't even have like a, they think that's a fucking pipe dream. Right? They're like, nah, nah, nah. there's no honest politicians. Right? So if one even did come through, they would never get the vote. Is that not damaging? Of course, we uh, the child who's lied to more often lies more themselves. There's strong research that shows, for example, that very strict parents, and you'll find strict parents are generally quite dishonest, you know, lots of arbitrary rules, lots of can't do this because lie, 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 so on. Uh, those kids lie more themselves because the only way the kid can have a life is by fucking lying, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm a child of strict parenting, and I became a master liar. I lived a lie. I created an entire performance that got away with things. So if you want your kid to be honest, how's your role modeling? You know, you got to understand they're never going to be better than whatever you're showing them. So if you're lying to them, you're saying, be a liar. And so many of you give your kids mixed information, don't you? you? You'll punish them for lying to you, and you do lie to them all the time. What the fuck? At the very least, I've got to be really hard on this point. If you even tell the tiniest of white lies to your child, do not ever punish them for lying. They're so fucking hypocritical. Right? If they lie to you to get out of trouble, you should be like, well, bravo, because that's what I would have done. In fact, that is what I do. Because you lie to them to get out of trouble, don't you? You lie to them to avoid hassle and inconvenience and emotional difficulty and hard conversations. That's your version of trouble. And you lie to get out of that. So when they do the same thing, you should be fucking patting them on the back and getting them an ice cream because they're living just like mummy and daddy does. Hey. Now, if you don't feel comfortable with what I've just said, Stop fucking lying to your kids. I may feel strongly about this. <laughs> of course, one of the worst ones along the lines of gaslighting is children start to make decisions based on untruths. You know, you tell them a lie like you can't make money as a musician. That's definitely a lie. The richest people in the world, a great many of them are musicians. And so they go, well, I love music, but I can't make money as a musician, so I guess I'll be an accountant and go have a miserable fucking life, 
that gives me a midlife crisis and causes me to commit suicide when I'm 46. I'm not exaggerating. That is what happens. All right? I'm right in the thick of the action. I'm working with these people. Your kid that you lied to, they're my client in 20 years. Right? I know what's going on. I know what happens to them. I know what happens to your relationship with them. I know how fucking off track they get. Because I'll tell you what, I've never had as a client whose parents were honest. Because that person doesn't ever need coaching. That person grows up confident. And I don't mean honest as in you were brutally harsh to your child, because that's not honesty. Being critical all the time isn't honesty. When did you last acknowledge their strengths? How do you know you're right about that criticism? So on. For most of you, you're just dishonest with your kids. And they're going to make decisions based on this fictional reality that you've created for them. And they're going to live that. And then they're going to break down later because it sucks. They're living in a world that sucks. And you help create that by lying to them when they're too young to understand what lying even was. And then, of course, they do what you've done. They become a lying parent themselves. And the legacy continues. I've been pretty harsh, haven't I? Right? All the other, you know, there's a kind of new wave of parenting stuff there. I think it's well-intentioned. We basically get this messaging like it's okay to fuck up. Right? And that's probably good messaging overall. You know, sometimes you're going to lose your shit at your kid. That's okay, you know. Sometimes you're not going to be able to handle the situation. That's okay. But sometimes this parenting, you know, sort of new wave theme of parenting it goes too far it's like basically look be a terrible parent it's okay you know it's like there are no standards you know nobody knows what they're doing just do whatever the fuck you feel like because you're a good person no matter what it gets into that area a little bit and i'd like to just haul the reins on that a little and go no no there's actually a bottom line standard here and yes you can be honest with your child and yes all the fucking time it can be done and it should be done it's what's best for them it'll be hard for you look i'm an honest parent it is a hassle you know my kid's only 18 months and it's already really hard to keep being honest with her but i do and so does my wife when she goes eh, eh, i want ice cream i'm saying no i'm not going to get you an ice cream because i don't want you to have too much sugar she doesn't get it see i don't why, why can't i have too much sugar? She, well she doesn't have that much language but you know she's like no eh, eh, that's not a good enough reason for him like yeah i know you don't like that reason but that's what it is that's what's happening. I'm not like, oh, they run out of cones or I don't have any money. No, I got money. They got heaps of cones. They've got too many cones, if anything. Probably give them away. But no, you're not having one. All right? Because we want you to be healthy and, you know, we need to limit the ice cream for that to happen. And there'll be sometimes where I'm like, I'm eating ice cream and she doesn't get one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, I hate my body. <laughs> but you don't. So you don't get one. No. But the point being is, Yes, it is a hassle. Absolutely. And yes, there are some difficult conversations. And then you get into those ones where they're like, why, 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 why? That's them being very, very curious. They're not hurt by the truth. They're obsessed with it. They love it. They can handle it. Right? And how much of it you give them, that is where you moderate. Right? That's where you go, okay, a three-year-old probably shouldn't know about the details of how to have anal sex. Okay, so I'm not going to give them that. But I will tell them that adults like to touch each other sometimes. But if an adult touches you here or here or here, you should say no. 
and you should come and tell me. Okay? Why? Why? Because those are your special areas. And adults aren't supposed to touch those areas. I touch them when I clean your poo and your wheeze and, and we have a shower, but that's all. Don't let adults touch you. You can have these conversations. Alright? And you should. Because Jesus Christ, you're setting up to, them up to fail if you let them live a lie. Alright? You can tell them that you're wrong. You can tell them that you... You can even tell them that you lied. That can actually help. It's better coming from you than them finding out another way. Remember, they're going to find out. Who are they going to find out from? We go back to the Santa Claus one. Like, I want to extend a bit of an olive branch redemption shot for the parents who have already lied, listening to me, feeling very fucking uncomfortable or very you know, defensive and outraged towards me or whatever. Look, it's not too late. You got your kid believing in Santa. You be the one who goes to tell him, like, look, that's something we made up for fun, right? There isn't really a Santa. It's just something we like to do with little kids. A lot of people do it with little kids. It's like a tradition. It's actually, it's me and your mum. We, we stay up late and we put a little Santa thing. And this year you can do it too. You can do it for your little brother. Right? You can do a thing where you, you help them see that you were lying. But because it's you doing it, by choice, not because you got caught, the trust can be maintained. Right? Because everybody lies, at least a little bit. I don't really. But I must occasionally not be fully honest, I guess. But most people are human, right? And they don't have my ridiculous autistic standards. That's not the problem. The problem's getting caught. Okay? Now you can either play one of two games. You can either try to never get caught. Good fucking luck. Or you can be the one that calls it out by choice before you get caught. And then that way they at least know, hey, if he does lie to me, he'll tell me later. He'll never leave a lie until he gets caught. And that's trustworthy, right? I think of like my own partner, you know, and she's established this trust with me that sometimes she doesn't tell me the full truth or, you know, she might exaggerate something or whatever to win an argument perhaps or whatever. But what I trust is that she's going to confess to that later. She She's done that many times. She's been like, oh, the thing I said yesterday, I fucking lied to you, you know. And when she does that, I don't lose any trust for her because she didn't get caught. She didn't have to do that. She did it by choice. And so I trust that if she ever lies to me, she'll come clean. And because I'm very easy to be honest with, I know that the combination of her courage on revealing lies and my ability to accept that kind of uh, mea culpa is a combination that's going to make her encourage her to be very, very honest. Like she doesn't have to worry about honesty with me. And you can create a kid who handles honesty well. You know, if you want people to be honest with your kid, they need to be someone who handles honesty well. You can set them up for great connections in the future by being making sure they're a kid who's resilient to the truth. So if someone drops the ball on, you know, the truth of the world, they go, yeah, well, that is what it is. Not like, oh my God, I'm so fragile, I'm raised on lies, and now I'm going to fucking die. Right? You're going to make them a much less anxious person, a much more confident person, much less likely to take things personally and so on if you get in early with them. And you, whatever damage you've done so far can be repaired if you initiate rather than waiting for it to crumble, rather than waiting for the crisis to happen. And it will happen. You might get away with lies for decades even. But what does that matter if you get caught in the end? 
I mean, you think about how many parent-child relationships ended in, you know, the uh, in the adult when they're both adults. So, like, the last part of their relationship together is a horrible bit. You know, the great truth is revealed and they never talk to their mother again, you know, while she's elderly. God, you want to end like that? Fuck that. Get the discomfort done now so that never happens, right? There's almost no secret that's too big for your child to handle as long as it comes from you, okay? So when they find out about it from some other source and they have that awareness that you were never going to tell, that's when it becomes a, a monstrous deal. You know, now there might be a time and place or more so it might be levels of honesty. Let's say, for example, you like to swing. No, you're not going to tell your three-year-old, like, you're staying with auntie tonight because I'm going to go fuck some strangers, right? That's too much for a three-year-old. They're not going to understand. But it might start with, like, this is mummy and daddy's nights to go have fun with their friends, right? And as they get older, you sort of let them know a bit more and a bit more about what their fun entails and so on. Right? But at no point do you have to be like, no, we're just uh, going to the movies. Yeah. It's just, oh, sorry, that's my strap on. No, we're just going to the movies. You don't have to do that. You say, oh, these are the toys. Oops, you found my toys. These are daddy's toys, you know. You, you don't play with daddy's toys. Definitely don't put it, Jesus Christ, don't put it in your mouth, right? You can ease them in. They, they can handle it better than you can think, right? I've known kids who have, like, wild hippie-type parents who get into some kooky shit, and the kid knows all about it. The kid was fine. They weren't all traumatized and fucked up about it. The kid who's all traumatized and fucked up by that stuff is a kid who finds out about it. You know, the kid who somebody else reveals the information or they're just snooping through drawers and they find some fucked up photographs or whatever. You know, that's the kid who's traumatized. The kid who's gradually allowed to see the truth more and more and under the control of the parent's moderation. There's never any dishonesty. There's just increasing levels of honesty. That kid will be fine. Kids can handle a lot. Kids get through wars. Kids get through fucking bullying. Kids get through all sorts of shit. They're stronger than you give them credit for. Put it this way, they're definitely stronger than adults. So whatever respect you'd give to an adult, double that and give that to your kid. All right, that's how strong they are. Until you treat them as weak. And then you get self-fulfilling prophecy. You create a weak child. And then you're going to be fucking hassled for the rest of your life. Like Dr. Gabor Mate talks about it. If you do the heavy lifting in the first three years, the rest of parenting is easy. You know, if you put in the hard yards of creating a connection and taking your time, being very, very patient and lots of playing and lots of talking and explaining and doing all the things that most parents can't be fucked doing because it's just so hard and so tiring. You know, you don't have to do much as they get older because you're going to create a confident kid. But if you avoid that stuff, if you lie and get out of the hassle when they're younger, then you're going to be chasing your tail for the rest of their life. You know, you're going to be bailing them out when they're 15. You're going to be dealing with bullying when they're seven and so on. It's way more hassle than having a few honest conversations when they're younger and having to deal with the endless why questions, right? It's not as much hassle as you think. And if you weren't so fucking traumatized about honesty yourself, you'd, you'd actually enjoy these conversations. It's like a challenging navigation. How do I answer my child's questions about sex in an age-appropriate way, for example? How do I let my child process that the lollies are actually available, but they're not going to get any? How do I work through that with a child? These are difficult challenges, but they're connection-building challenges, and they're confidence-building challenges. They're worth 
the hassle because the hassle of bailing them out of prison and they go fuck you mum i don't love you anyway that's way bigger hassle right and that's what you're setting them up for when you lie to them as kids it's as simple as that so how can we be honest what are some practical tips here well think before you speak that's the main thing here a lot of lying just autopilot compulsive just that kind of you're frazzled and frustrated and sleep deprived i get you my child's 18 months and she still wakes me up five or six times a night so don't don't think that i've got it easy all right we've got no support nothing i am fucking knackered all right we both are and my wife's sick a lot of the time you know but i can still think before i speak i can still just breathe and go what's the real answer you know and you can ask yourself a little question is there some form of honesty some honest answer i can give here what's the most honest i can be here just before you speak before you answer the questions before you deal with the hassle and the requests and whatever just like is there an honest way of doing this just give yourself a chance at least trying to identify before you autopilot fucking deceive your kid right before don't make manipulation your first choice at the very least you know at the very least put manipulation on the bench to like i couldn't think of anything honest that might have worked at least be sure of that before you resort to lying to your child right remember you don't have to give information right and if you can't be honest then don't give them any information being silent is better than lying right at least you're not creating an illusion you're just not providing information so i'm not going to tell you i can't tell you that you know or i don't want to tell you that because you won't like the answer you can give these you know or i'll tell you when you're older even it's not great but it's way better than lying okay and it is a form of honesty to say like i'm not comfortable telling you that in whatever words you want to choose all right or i don't want to explain that to you right now all right just do what mummy says you don't have to be like because blah 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 make something up you don't have to do that that's just you trying to get out of a hassle it's like you trying to avoid confrontation they're a child right there's a good chance if you're an average adult and you got a sort of average or regular kid that physically you're going to be stronger to them than them until they're at least like 10 years old i'm thinking of like the smallest mother with the biggest son or whatever but you know in the end you don't have to fucking talk this through if you don't want to you can just put them in a headlock and just choke them out no i'm kidding but you can physically restrain your kid without abusing them or hurting them they don't have to be explained everything if they refuse to leave the restaurant you can pick them up kicking and screaming and calmly but strongly carry them out to the car you don't have to be like well when we get to the car maybe we can watch a movie you don't have to tell them all these lies right be the fucking parent be the authority authority somebody in truly in power does not need to lie right someone in a power position lying doesn't really have any power right so tell them the truth and then if they can't handle it solve that situation be the boss right it's in their best interest it's boundary setting know the difference between harm and hassle a lot of times you'll tell yourself that you don't want to tell them the truth because it will harm them but what you really mean is you don't want to tell them the truth because it's a hassle at least establish that difference all right kids can handle the truth why do you think that they can't where'd you get that from right I mean, if you never really give them the truth, how do you know how well they're going to handle it? Right? It is, they do process things. I had an interesting uh, 
sort of dilemma the other day where I was a bit worried that my truth had gone too far. I was walking with my daughter. It's kind of a weird situation we had to be there, but I was walking with my daughter in the buggy and this drunk guy, like shirt open, smoking, drinking out in public. Yeah, fucking yeah, smelly and shit. You see a few of them around in, in my town. And he had a little girl, poor little neglected ass girl with him. You know, she's like four years old, trailing behind him. Daddy! He's like, oh, fuck it, baby. Anyway, and then Chloe, because my daughter just loves anything that's interesting, she's like, uh, 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 meaning she wants to go see the guy. And uh, uh, using our own language, I told her, no, we can't see the guy because he's yuck, you know? And it's just my simple way of saying, like, that's that's something we can't touch or go towards. Right, so I'll say, you know, the chewing gum on the ground is yuck. That means don't touch it. You can't go towards it. It's the most basic explanation I can use at this stage. Later on, I'll say it's got germs or whatever. Um, but, you know, this guy is having me to explain, like, uh, he's a drunken, derelict freak, and he smells, and he'll probably try and talk to us and touch us, and he's very uncomfortable to be around, so I don't want to be around him. So I said, no, the man's yuck, and Daddy doesn't want to be around him. I said, I don't want to be around him. I was like, no, no, we're not going there. The man's yuck. I don't want to be around him. She was just obsessed with this. She was like, man, yuck, man, yuck. Like she's processing. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, did I just teach her to be judgmental? Fuck, what did I do there? And for like the rest of the night, she just kept bringing it up. She's like, man, yuck, man, yuck. But then she got past it, you know? And I realized it just, she just had to work through that new piece of it. This was an interesting, weird, nuanced thing that she was trying to process that there's some men that you don't go towards right there's some men like not everyone's your friend you know there's a, like a little insight she's had here of some kind i don't know exactly she's, she's too young to explain how she exactly interpreted that but yeah we did i did, did keep explaining to her over and over again i must have explained it 25 times the the rest of that evening yes that man was yuck that's why we didn't go near him you know it's kind of like when she's older, I'll give her more information. I'm like, look, these drunk guys, sometimes they can be a bit violent. Sometimes they're a bit disgusting. Or at the very least, they just get in your face. So generally, when you see them, just, you know, give them a distance and keep going because it's not worth it. You'll, you'll see for yourself. We'll go talk to one. You'll see what I'm talking about. Like, I can do that later. But for now, I can just do the bit that she'll understand. It's like, the man's yuck. Daddy doesn't like the man, so we're not going to the man. Right? That's That's what's happening here. It is a hassle, but it's not harmful. Okay? I just been like, no, no, we need to get home because uh, the st I left the stove on. She doesn't learn anything. She's like, what about the guy? Well, no, 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 he's he's busy. He's going to sleep. You know, I don't have to do that. It's, it seems easier in the moment, but later on, remember, later on, she's going to find out I lied in some way. One thing you can think about when you go to decide what to say to your kid is, am I creating a confident adult or a happy kid? Not the same thing. Your kid being happy right now. Is not necessarily a path to them being a confident adult who can handle life and enjoy themselves at a deep, satisfying level. Right, trying to keep your kid feeling good right now with lies and snacks and distractions is not going to create a confident adult. If you want to create a confident adult, if that's really your goal, if you really want your kid to have a good life as an adult, you've got to put in the fucking work. It's hard work. It's not just being around and making sure that they're fed. You've got to do more than that if you want a confident kid. All right? You've got to explain things. You've got to be honest with them. You've got to work through the truth with them. 
right? You've got to have confrontations and difficult conversations, and sometimes they won't like you, and sometimes they'll think that you're being mean and all that stuff if you want to create a confident adult. They're not going to always be happy kids. Happy doesn't mean confident. just means feeling pleasure. Drug addicts feel pleasure. It's not a sign of anything, right? If you want them to really enjoy life, not be happy, yay, but enjoy life like, fuck, I am an awesome person, this is rocking, you know, that sensation, well, you've got to give them the right information to work with. You've got to give them the fucking truth so that they can work with the truth. Confidence is aligned with the truth. There's no confident person living a lie. So you've got to think long term. What do I really want for my kid? Not what's easy for me right now. And not the misunderstanding that a kid being happy right now is what's good for them. Right? Because a lot of a lot of adults, they really do have good intentions. I haven't said that enough in this episode, but most parents who lie to their kids, they're not trying to hurt the kid. They think they're doing what's right. They are trying to set the kid up to have a good life. They're just doing it wrong. Lying is not what sets the kid up to have a good life. Them being happy all the time doesn't mean they're going to have a good adulthood. All right? If your kid's a bit serious or a bit bored or a bit frustrated or a bit angry at you, that's good if it's based in the truth. That's a kid feeling the whole range of emotions, getting to learn how to regulate that emotion. You know what happens to the kids who are happy all the time? They fall to pieces when they have other emotions. They haven't had any experience. But the kid who gets to go through the whole range and talks it through with their parents over and over again, like, I'm bored. Yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, well, here's some stuff. Well, you know, if you let your kid like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yep, sometimes we just don't want to do things, bud. You know, you think you don't want to do things. Try being an adult. Fuck, I never get to do what I want. You know, it's just the way things are, mate. You'll be all right. You can talk through them. Talk through with uh, the stuff with them. And then by the time an adult, they're not going to be hit by a bus when it comes to stepping into the adult world. They're actually going to be leaders. They're going to be on top of the game, right? Not getting defeated by it. Try to play with fiction rather than straying into dishonesty, right? You can use words like, let's pretend. Let's pretend that we're having tea, you know? Let's pretend that you're a fairy and, and I'm a fucking Superman, right? Let's pretend that there's a dragon hiding in the garden. We've got to go find him. You don't have to, like, make it sound like it's true. That doesn't kill the magic. Kids, you don't need to, you know, wrap up their imagination in cotton wool. They can have total fun knowing it's a fiction. You don't need to try and convince them of anything. Leave them alone. They'll do it on their own anyway. Right? You don't have to try and trick them into Santa Claus. It's like, do you want to be Santa this Christmas? Okay, this Christmas you're Santa. Okay. Don't let mum know which presents are from Santa. You can do that. It's fine. You don't have to be like, no, there's a real Santa. There's a guy who lives in the North Pole and does physically impossible things, and now you believe that physically impossible things can be done. Good luck trying to figure out the truth when you're older. Right? It doesn't have to be done that way. You can have fun without lying. But it's harder. You've got to put some thought into it. Right? You've got to risk ruining the fun in order to figure this shit out. And what I really end on is just respect. Respect your kid's ability to handle the truth. Imagine that they can and act accordingly and see what really happens. You're so convinced that they can't. Have you tried? Did you start convinced that they can't? So you never really gave it a nudge. Have you done like a solid like three-month trial? All right, I'm just going to give them the whole truth for three months. 
and see if they can handle it, right? See if they can handle exactly what I'm thinking and feeling. See what happens after three months, right? Just try it. Your brain will say, no, the fucking... Have you tried it? Look, if it doesn't work after three months, then going back to being a fucking liar if you want to. But I don't think you need to. I'm telling you, I've worked with the adults who had the childhoods, remember? The more dishonesty that occurred in the childhood, the more work they got to do as an adult. And the few people I've met who had honest parents, no matter what else happened to them, whether they went through shit in high school or whatever, they handled their business and their honest adults. They never, they never went down the path of needing to lie. If you really do need to lie, then eventually trying to be honest will fall apart and you'll revert to lying. But how is it that people who start honest never revert to lying? How is it that the people who got to adulthood with honesty never go, you know what, I'm going to go, go to the lying thing that everyone else does. They don't. They just keep going with the honesty thing. Because that's what actually fucking works. So, pretty strong feelings on that one. And uh, if you made it to the end, congratulations, because I'm guessing a lot of the parents who've listened to this tuned out earlier on in outrage. Feel free to share that outrage or any thoughts you have in the comments below. All I'm asking is try it. Try it and see. Try being honest with your kids. Try being more honest with your kids. Give them some respect. See if they can handle it. Save yourself the hassle of trying to repair the damage later on, which you are going to have to do. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you all later. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity.